podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav and that's Kev and this is today at the World Cup. Um, an eventful day to say the least. We're going to have a look at Group A and Group B. Who went through, who went home, who ends up playing each other at the weekend. I think it might be Sunday they play each other. And um, look forward to tomorrow as well. So, Kev, how are you? Oh, good, yeah. Good. Busy day. Busy day. Been a long, mm. long day. I got home halfway through the uh, Holland game and... Uh, I was like, nah, I, I got no interest in watching the Dutch whatsoever. So I stuck the other one on. And that was just nuts. That was absolutely crazy, that, that game, because I turned it over just as Ecuador leveled. Yeah. And then bang, Koulibaly goes and gets a second one. And it's like absolute madness stuff. So yeah, I'll stick with this one. That'll do. Yeah. Um, it was a good day as a football. Yeah. I was at home all day, um, walking and watching kids and the usual stuff. But I had it on. Well, in the background, um, I watched Senegal and Ecuador, and then I actually watched England and Wales um, tonight. Um, but sorry, before we go on, um, we're giving away these beanie hats. Um, oh, yeah, have you got it? Oh, you want to arrive? Nice one, nice one. Um, I have to say, they are warmer than anything oh, I've ever put on my head, they are amazing. Um, but we gave one away. What. We gave one away to was a dazzler on Sunday night. Yeah. We did ask people to put comments in the in um, a certain word in the comment last night, so we're going to pick a winner for that tonight. It was about mm-hmm. twelve or thirteen, I think, that I'm done it. It's on my phone, and tonight we're going to give another one away. But we're going to open it up to um, the people in the live chat, the people who want to comment afterwards, and also people that listen on download, and they'll have an opportunity as well. So we're opening up to everyone. They probably they'll have to apply in different ways, but. Um, We'll end up picking a winner for that as well. And when we get these five winners together, we'll get on to wearlyrical.ie and we'll send them all out, if that's okay. Um, Let me see, let me see, let me see. Uh, G10 says, interested to hear what you lads think of Eunice Musa. Looks a lot of potential and would count as homegrown. We'll get on to that in a little bit. But let's look at, let's look at the, the group of Holland in it. Now, Holland, you know, cruised against Qatar. I seen someone on Twitter the other day or today saying um and I forget who it was so I apologize. He said Holland are gonna be mega fresh for this round of sixteen because I haven't seen any of them sprint in the first three games. So they cruised through but like like you said the interesting one was Senegal against Ecuador. And I seen you saying after the game that you know Senegal get through but Ecuador are going to be some force in four years. Yeah, was it was it a little bit of a lack of experience killed them there, Kev? Because watching the game for me, they let Senegal have the impetus, which I suppose is fair because they're you know they only need a draw, but they just se- couldn't seem to get themselves over as the game yeah. went on, and, and even in 86, 87 minutes, Senegal had the ball, no pressure on them at the back. Koulibaly's passing them where he wants, but it, it was still a great game. It was an interesting game to watch, but I think experience counts for an awful lot in those type of games. And um, they don't really have a great record away from home. They qualify brilliantly, a lot of it due to their home results and the advantage they have of playing at altitude. But to be fair, I was re- I, lo- I enjoyed watching them during the tournament. I loved watching Estupian. I think Brighton done an absolute madness getting him yeah, in. Yeah, great. You know, for, for six million quid, I think he's been one of the standout He's been probably the standout left back of the tournament next to Theo Hernandez. 
And in um, there's two or three of them, really. Caicedo is the obvious one. But they've uh, another guy playing on the right wing, and his name escapes me at the minute, but he's another lively player. And all of these players are at an age where in four years' time, they're going to be 25, 26, 27. Mm. And playing in a World Cup in North America, they're definitely going to be a side that you'll want to avoid because they're going to play together. They'll play another... Um, they'll Presumably, play of course, they qualify, but they, they look, yeah, they look I, fairly strong and they, they're getting stronger as they go yeah, on. As well. They'll play a Copa America together as well, which will gain them more experience. And they'll be, they'll be all the better for it. But I watched the Senegal performance and I thought, there's nothing in this to fe- for England to, f- to fear. There really isn't. They're very industrial. They're average. They really miss Sadio. Sadio's a huge, but Sadio's a miss for any kind of a, mm. any any team. But to be to be honest, you looked at the goal they got with um, Koulibaly. It was his first goal in international football. I thought it was weird. Yeah, but I can't you know, for somebody, who, yeah, he bangs him in for a club level, but that's his first one at international level. But apart from that, they didn't really do much. You know, they never really looked threatening. And, you know, Ecuador, with the way they were attacking, you expected a good side to be able to play through a, play through a press and get on the counter, especially if you've got someone like Ishmael Asar playing for you. And they've got a couple of quick players. So, and they just didn't, they looked like they couldn't construct a proper attack, a, a proper counter attack all the way through the second half. So, yeah, they're through. And I think that's... This is probably what we expected, you know, that England would play, England would top their group and play Senegal, and the Dutch will sail through the group. But I'll be honest, Van Hal is really holding that side back massively. He's playing a back three when you don't need to play a back three. If you've got to play a back three, you have to have attacking wing backs on both sides, and he doesn't. He's got Daley Blind playing as a left wing back who just does not venture forward at all. He's just got no pace. If you played, um, is it what's the guy's name at um, at Manchester United? The the left back that they signed. Almost, um, I always forget his it name. Start, it starts with M. M. Yeah. Mas- um, Mas- 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 yeah. It if, is. If they played him as a, I always forget his name. <laughs> always. If they, played, yeah, if they played him on one side, and you've got the guy at Inter Milan on the other side, you you'd have proper pace out wide to attack. And that would make the Dutch a lot more attractive. But look at them thinking, are you just trying to get through the group and just win games? And it's so un-Dutch-like, but just get through the rounds, win a game, get through the next round, win a game and see where it takes you or what? Because Van Dijk playing in the middle of a back three looks like he just wants to sharpen his elbows, tell the two of them to get out of his way and just leave him alone. It's mental watching the Dutch. They look, I don't get it. I just don't. Not with with the wing backs that he's playing. It makes absolutely no sense because in Cody Gakbo, they've got a proper player. Yeah, and do you know what? Gakbo for me... Well, um, Malassia. That's it, Malassia. Yeah, says, and I always forget his name. No matter how many times um, someone says it to me, I forget his name. But when you look at Gakbo, I don't think he's been overly good in the tournament, but he's getting goals for them. Mm. And maybe maybe that's what the way the Dutch are looking at him. The Dutch are looking going, listen, we're coming here with a strategy and we're going to work on this strategy regardless of who we're playing against because they know they're going to meet big, powerful sides the later they go on in the tournament. You know, um, they may just want to be solid. 
um, need football and take their chances when they get them. Maybe that's the approach. And Van Hal, you know, it's easy enough to presume that when it comes to Van Hal, when you've seen the way he set up teams um, at club level, even in in years gone by. Yeah. But it's like um, it's. It'll be interesting to see with the Dutch if they do break out of any sort of break out of shell at any stage. But I don't think they will. I think like he could have easily gone in there, played attacking wing backs, won this group on nine points, right? And then he probably still end up reverting back to something where he wants to be more solid against the better teams as they go along. And if he probably looks at it and he thinks to himself, let let us be a little bit spoil a game. Slow a game down, look for possession, don't take too many risks and and see where it gets us. And it might work. The only the only issue I have with them is, is that I think if a team gets on top of them in midfield, I think they're in serious trouble. I think yeah. you know I lo- I really like Frankie De Jong. Um but but I worry about in that midfield if some if someone gets at them. And as well as that, the wing backs that he's playing, like he plays the lit, I think. Um is it the Litty plays right wing back in the force? No, he plays him right no, side played, of the tree. Yeah, that just and, looked all kinds of wrong. And that, he was up against Sar. Yeah, he wasn't he. And Sar had him on bleeding like all day long. Like he just had him, and he was getting at him all the time in that game. And yeah. you know what? It's it's going to be interesting for the Dutch, but they've gone through as expected um, in that group. Yeah. Dem- Denzel Dumfries plays on the right and he made the change in the second and third game. I think he went for Urien Timber to come mm. in. At least Timber is someone who can play right back and he's a he's an adventurous. We saw it when he played for, for Ajax. He he will overlap as a centre-back. Mm. He gives you that kind of an option. But he was... Um, I, I just wish he would... Trust the back four that he has in Dumfries, Blind, Virgil, plus an a another, yeah. and just play a four three three. But he, do, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't seem to. He, he no. He, he wants. He, he wants. For me, he wants to be solid, and I think he's trying to push teams down the middle of the, the pitch against them. But better teams will hurt them. You know, like if they come up against, and I don't know what way these draws are going. I haven't looked them up. But if they come up against the likes of a, a France, you know. Or um, Spain, you know they'll quite yeah, happily, they'll, but they'll quite happily play down the middle of the pitch. They'll they'll quite happily play down the middle of the pitch and play around you. But <clears throat> the Dutch are true. I think when we were doing the preview shows, we fancied Ecuador to go through, but yeah, I did, um, yeah. we did, yeah. But Senegal have got through, and that brings us on to Group B, which is the England group. And going into tonight, England. Just had to avoid defeat by less than four goals or something like that. And that was never going to happen anyway against Wales. America had to beat Iran because of results that have gone previously. Um, and the way it goes, America win 1 0, England win 3 0, and America come out of the group. So you're looking at Holland will play the USA, yeah. and England will play Senegal. And we get on for both of those games in a minute, but just looking at the two games tonight. Um, I was happy USA went through because I've loved their energy. And I have to be honest with you, I fucking love that Pulisic fella. I just think he's an absolutely smashing footballer. And um, I just, it, when, even when I watched them against England, I thought they're brave, they, they get on it, they're not afraid to run with the ball. 
you know, there's there's no negativity in their play, and no. I was kind of happy they won. But were you happy they won? Were you? Yeah, yeah. I think I like the midfield. I like the balance in the midfield. Tyler Adams is showing why Leeds went went for him, and he looks like he's going to do well um, at Leeds. The guy that uh, G10 was asking about, um, mm. Yunus Musa, he's an yeah. interesting player actually because he's um, he came through <coughs> the England youth setup, yeah, and played right the way through up to under 18 level with England. But he's got dual citizenship, yeah, he was born in America, but he's also got a British passport. And at the minute, he's playing in Valencia. Transfer market have him at about 20 million, and uh, that's up to date. So Look, I th- I don't think he's ready for a move to a top Premier to a top elite club yet, but he's doing himself no harm in this World Cup. Is putting himself in the window. Christian Pulisic is twenty four years of age, and he just seems to have been around since like forever. You know, he's he's one of those. I think did Klopp bring him to Dortmund, or he was um, he was at Dortmund when Pulisic, or he just left Dortmund when Pulisic arrived, something like that. But he's been touted as the the great American hope for so long, and injuries have blighted his career. You know, he's never really had a consistent season where he stayed fit for a season. But at the, even today, he went off at halftime. Yeah, um, and that's injury. the issue with him. You know, yeah. we don't see enough of him because of, of, of the injury record. And Dennis Kelly says there he's a class act, but he's made of biscuits. And that's that's not being harsh. It's it's, it's just, just one of those things. Of it. It's going to be huge for America, isn't it? To Or the USA, wherever you want to call them. Um, yeah, they need to, him fit. To, to keep him fit. Um, but they but they went through. They went through 1-0 and, and they, get, they get the Dutch. And like I said, we got on to them in a few minutes. But I watched the England game. Yeah, now, I did as well. Southgate makes... Southgate Southgate makes a couple of changes. Um, he takes out Saka and Sterling, and this is gone off the top of my head. Um, he puts in Foden and Rashford. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes out Bellingham, Trippier. I think. No, he, Bellingham played. He he took out Trippier. Oh, no, sorry. He took out Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker, yeah. Where did he get Henderson into the team? Oh, he went yeah, 4-3-3, didn't he? He, went 4-3-3, he, took yeah. he took out Mount. He took out Mount. And... I thought England looked a lot better in that shape, in that 4-3-3. Um, I thought Henderson had a good game. I thought Rashford was electric. Um, I thought Foden showed flashes. Kane is still kind of on the periphery for me. Um, but overall, they're just too much for Wales. But I'm very disappointed in Wales, Kev, because when we done the preview shows, you picked America to go through, I think, yeah. with England. I, I kind of leaned towards Wales because I thought Wales had a very settled team. I thought they... They're not the best in quality, but they have a set way of playing and they will come in and do that. A bit like we're talking about the Dutch having this system and they're still going to stick to it and they know it inside out. But, Kev, they've disappointed so much, I think, Wales. And, and I know they're a small nation and I know they've gone there, but let's be honest, they would have went there and looked at that group and went, Iran, America, England, we, we have a massive chance of getting out of this group. Yeah. And they just, like, they score one goal against, they play one good half of football. Really, in the first game against America, I think they're poor against Iran. They're terrible there tonight. Is it the end of an era for for Wales when it comes okay. to the likes of Joe Allen, Gareth Bale, and, and others? I suppose. Well, Joe Allen, I felt sorry for because he was playing at probably around 50, 60 percent fit. Um, Gareth Bale definitely 
Ramsey, definitely. You just saw too many players get old really quick. And it just so happened that the three games in a week that these guys ain't used to playing caught up with them. It was telling that they started off really well. And then it was just like going down a slide. And they just went faster and faster as they got to the bottom of it. And by the time the final whistle went tonight, they were goosed. But at the same time, there's a core of young players coming through again in Wales. And this is how football is with Wales. It goes in cycles. Yeah, They get a core group of four, five, maybe six players together and they try to build a team around them. And They had that in abundance with Bale and Ramsey, Joe Allen and a few others that they built around for a decade. And they got to a Euros, they got to a Euros semi-final for God's sake. They got to a World Cup for the first time since 1958 and it just got too big for them too quick. And the experience that the young lads will take from this will be good. The fact that Rob Page got them together for the bones of three weeks, which he never ordinarily would do, to work on things, that will bode them well, hopefully, going into the Euros, to the qualifiers for them. But they've um, they've got to rebuild. They've, the likes of... It, they weren't helped tonight either by Gareth Bale at the end of the game saying... No, I'm still, I'm still going to be available in March. I mean, and that's all that's going to be in the in the papers now in Wales up until then. Will he pick? Will Will he pick Bale? Won't he pick Bale? Rather than focus on the rebuild that needs to happen, and mm. it definitely needs to happen for sure. Um, it, it is a rebuild, and it's happening. And they lost a keeper because he's banned, and Danny Ward's in goal, and. You know, I want to touch on this because good cop, bad cop says BBC commentator after the Rashford free kick, there was absolutely nothing the keeper could have done to stop that. No. Well, standing on the side of the goal that he's meant to be uh, protected would, would be one. Um, and people will argue, oh, he takes that step right because he's trying to see past Harry Maguire. Take the step left and you'll see past Harry Maguire as well. Like, I don't understand why they put up a wall if they're going to go and fucking stand behind it. You know, if someone puts it over the wall into that top corner and you can't get over to it, fair enough. The wall is there to protect one half and you're yeah. meant to do the other job. But even for Rashford's goal where his second goal through his legs, you know, it's just his reaction time seemed appalling. And and Wales just lost it completely and never really showed an awful lot against an England side that I believe you can get it. You know, I think as this goes on, I think someone mentioned there he could end up with France in the quarterfinals. Yeah. And then you'll see what they're really made of, you know, when players are running off them, you know, running at them, you know, Giroud causing all sorts of problems. You have the midfielders wanting to get beyond the ball and hurt you. And I think it's going to be that'd be a believing great game, to be honest with it you. It will be a good game against yeah. France. Um, but you know, Wales have got out. I think they've been really, really poor. Um Iran can probably consider themselves a little bit unlucky. You know, to get beaten by England, then you're thinking they're just gonna be mauled here at this. Yeah. And with everything that's going on in that country. Um, they come out and they get those two goals against Wales, and you're thinking, well, chance here. And then it was, in fairness, you know, I looked, I looked at the stats there on 80, 80, a little after 80 minutes, I think, and I think they two shots on goal all night. Yeah. You know, America had a lot of shots on goal, a fair few on target. Um, but Iran could have grabbed something near the end, um, claims for a penalty and stuff like that. But yeah, it, was, it, it just, was. it just didn't. What's the extra time? Actually, it, it never was. It, yeah, it, it, it just didn't. It just didn't harshest. happen. Go on. Yeah, I was say it would have been the harshest of penalties if it was given, but 
They huffed and puffed. I mean, the thing is with Iran, they did the bravest thing I've ever seen any football team do ever in the fact that they stood up and they didn't sing their national anthem. And that, for me, is probably the moment of the World Cup when everyone else threatened to do something they did. They didn't celebrate their goals. They they made their statements silently. Hmm. And I just hope and pray that their families are safe in, when they go home. Hmm. Because what they did won't have gone unnoticed and there's no way of hiding what they did. You know, that would have been broadcast on Iranian TV and there is no hiding away from what they, from what they did. Mm. So you just hope that when they go home, that they're safe and those that can get out can get out yeah. because the likes of Taremi will go back <coughs> to Porto and he'll, the players who are playing in Europe will carry on playing their club career. But <sighs> I just hope that once this World Cup is gone and done and dusted, that the media don't forget about those players, mm. and that that's when you got to watch for things like that in the in the in the news cycle. You know, in three months' time, the, the, are these players together when Iran are playing again? Yeah, you know, it's definitely one thing to watch out for. But yeah, they didn't do enough tonight, you know, mm. and that's just not a slight on them. It's just. This current US side are young, quick, hungry, and they look. And again, Iran of energy. They look good, but again, Iran are looking like um, they're going into it. Going if we get a draw here, we're through. You know the sort of way. And I just find sometimes, and I think it was the same with Ecuador. You go in with that mentality, and I think all right, Ecuador have got concede and they score, but then they concede again, and it just. It what the, the tempo wasn't enough, the press wasn't enough from Ecuador. It was just, it was just kind of like, it was nearly like they're two one down, and once the, once they stay like that, they're okay. That's what it looked like to me with Ecuador, yeah. and Iran went in with the same thing. I think, you know, whereas if teams and I keep going on about bravery in the, in this tournament, but if teams like and you might see it later on in the week where you go in and you go, we only need a draw, but let's go out and win the game, you know, yeah. um, and you're you're trying to take away that jeopardy, and sometimes when teams go in with that with that outlook and to get a goal against them, they find it so hard to, to get themselves going again. So it's, um, it's, funny, it's funny enough tomorrow's games. Um, just bringing them up there now with um, Argentina, Poland and Saudi Arabia in, in their group. Yeah. Anything can happen in that group. Yeah. Well, that that's, I'm, I'm going to look at that in a minute. Cause that, that's, yeah. that's, that's one of those where, like you say, anything could happen and um, because it's so tight in that group. But, Look, Holland against America, England against Senegal. They're the, they're the first of the last 16s to be decided. Um, just quickly on them before we look at tomorrow. Um, who do you fancy in those? Because I'm going to put my hand up now. And if America turn up with that sort of, um, you know, intensity and and will um, and want to go forward and and, and get a Holland. I think that could turn in. There's a possible upset there for me. The Pulisic has to start. He has to yes, play. Yes, that's uh, key. He's, he's vital. I think if they don't, if he doesn't, and they play someone like Aronson in front of those in front of those three midfielders, they could boss midfield and they could create chances that way. The only danger is if they overcommit and try to be too brave. The Dutch are clever enough in De Jong who can find a pass 
and they've got clinical finishers. You know, Gakpo's in that kind of rare form for a forward. At club level, he's been flying. And he's t- he's joint top scorer at the minute. And you wouldn't rule out the Dutch hitting them on the break. The Dutch should feel confident going into it. They probably mm. will win it. They should win it. They're, yeah. they're the better side. But knockout football from here on out now, it's... Um, is I think experience counts for a bit, and that's where I think experience will help England a lot. Mm. Um, but I fancy the Dutch to go through in that one, and the other one I think England should have enough to beat Senegal. Yeah. Um, Senegal are good, but without Sadio, they don't have that lethal threat going the other way. So, even given the fact that Shaw, uh, sorry, Maguire and Stones will probably start again at the back. They get a fair amount of protection from Declan Rice. And they're actually really steady. I mean, I didn't realise that game tonight, Wales didn't have a touch of the ball in the England penalty box in the first half. Yeah, That's how much they dominated. It was nil-nil, but it wasn't close. No. Uh, it was just a case of when, not if. The only problem for England is they haven't really been tested. Not defensively, not properly. They haven't had that kind of examination yet. Mm. Um, John says USA will run the bollocks off in the first half and Holland will score in the second half and beat them um, yeah I, I've noticed that about America they really go up for it in the first half and then they do seem to tire or they fall back into themselves wherever way you want to put it it's probably a bit of both but I think look Holland are the better side they've the better players overall right but if, if I'm America I'm going into that and going right look Holland don't want a big fast game they you know they kind of want you to make mistakes and they catch it on the break I, I even seen that early on when they were playing um senegal in their first game yeah they, they latched on to mistakes by senegal and got in behind them and, and tried to hurt them that way america should be looking to go and say right let's let's make let's if they want to borrow it and make a bar and let's do that for 45 and then throw our game at them in the second half you know, um, Bears is there, USA like finishers, uh, and you'd be shocked if the USA beat Scotland. Uh, Chris Golden feels 3 1 to England, and then they go out in the quarter. Quarters because England are as dull as dishwater. I just I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for America against Holland. I think if they approach it in the way where they stay in a compact kind of boring game for long enough and then have a right go, they could cause an upset. So I'm gonna go. The chances are Holland win it, but I'm going to go America. And I agree with you with England, Senegal. You know, I think what the biggest thing for me tonight was that I thought Folden was really good um, today when he came in. And I just think he's a fucking brilliant player. Great, I'd have, yeah. I'd probably have him in the starting lineup anyway. But um, he came in and just the insurance, the assurance he has on the ball, he's direct. He, he makes one run in the second half there. He just comes inside off the left and he's tearing at them. You know, um, Rashford looks like a, a man reborn um, this yeah. season for Manchester United, in fairness. And, Lovely free you know, kick, too. It, it is a good free kick. Free Keeper kick. should probably save it, but yeah. listen, you put it on target, that's all you can do with a free kick. Yeah. Put it on target and see what happens. The second one, I think the keeper is a bit poor, but again, it's a great run from him. He comes inside, he commits defenders. Um, you know, and, and Fogan gets that goal on the back post. And, and what you're seeing from tonight from England was that they have got options. They've really good options. You yeah. know, Sterling's not there, Saka's not there, but the Mount's not starting. They've really good options. And you know, when you see Trent coming off the bench, 
Trippier comes off the bench. You know, they, they have got great options, but I still think it'll be down to the approach of Gareth Southgate. If I'm him, I'm looking at it and I'm saying to myself, 4-3-3 is probably the way to go. It, it frees up, for me, it frees up Bellingham. It frees him up in a massive Definitely. way because he's not having to sit in front of that back four. And okay, you can have your doubts over Maguire, Shaw to an extent. Trippier is solid as fuck. If Walker gets back in, he has his pace to cover him. But he should have enough in saying, right, if my fullbacks aren't going to be mad going forward, Royce should be enough there. And then you play two, and it could be Bellingham folding. It could be a couple of Henderson in there as a bit of... Insurance. I thought Henderson was really good. Yeah, really, but, but... And he was exactly what that game needed. Especially <coughs> when Rice went off, England picked it up. Because the one thing that Henderson does do in the middle of the park is he bark orders at everyone. He'll drive players on to attack and to press. And he'll get the ball and he'll just give it simple. You know, he'll look for quick passes when they're on, but he'll keep the ball moving and he'll keep players energized. They were pressing right up to the 90th minute. They mm. didn't stop because he didn't let them stop. Yeah. I just think, like, instead of having Royce Bellingham and then a mountain front where you're, you're basically telling teams, you know, we're restricting Joe Bellingham, right? I think to get the and if you want your fullbacks to be kind of a little bit not as adventurous as you, as maybe they can be, surely the thing to do is to go Royce. Royce is going to play, so play him. Yeah. If you want to play a Henderson beside him, you know, as a bit of experience, and then yeah. Bellingham has that release to go a little bit like when you see a Liverpool midfield probably going back a couple of years ago, where you could say Roy, you knew someone was at the base, you knew some, Henderson was there, and Henderson would allow. allow player A, B or C go and do their job. And I yeah. think the four that England, and it's again, it's down to bravery, but the four that England get Bellingham forward to get involved with the likes of Kane. Um, and I think when Bellingham gets forward, Kane becomes more involved. But yeah. it, the four that you get him forward and interacting with the likes of, whether it's Sterling, Foden, Saka, Rashford, Kane, whoever it might be, I think that's where England could make inroads. But I have a fear he'll go back to the 4-2-3-1, especially if it comes down to playing France. And maybe that's the right move, but I think teams will hurt you if you're... If you're, if you're yeah, a... I think France played that 4-3-3 as well. And the, well, did France do, but... Well, no, they do, but they play Griezmann as one of the eights, as the attacking number eight, where the other two will sit. He'll let Griezmann go and attack. And Bellingham is better at doing that. And you can match up... Rice and Henderson against Chumani and whoever in midfield, and they will have a proper ding dong because it will be aggression all the way through. The key is can you keep Mbappe and Dembele on the other side mm. away from goal? You don't have, but, but, you're got, but they're going to the they're they're be set up to do that because yeah. you, when, you, when you're watching and even when they attack, Shaw doesn't do an awful lot of bombing around the side, and neither no, no, does no. Trippier. You know what I mean? Now, there's arguments over should Trent play and stuff like that. Form this season? No, in my opinion. Mm. You know, but he's set up to try to keep them quiet. It, the problem is, is that if you have two in front of them, okay, you're completely cutting off the fellas that can hold France. That's my opinion. Yeah. You're completely, at least if you went in and said, Royce, you're going to man that, and these two ahead are going to walk the bollocks off, but but they, they have license when they get the ball to go and hold France. I make France think about something. Now, we're probably getting a bit of ahead of ourselves. It's just 
trying to look where England it's go. It's just but... the way that we think. I mean, I think the game, I think that's how it's going to play out. I think my biggest fear and my biggest hope, really, for was that France or Denmark would be better than what they have been, and Denmark will top the group. That's not going to happen. So France will top their group, and it will more than likely be England against France in one quarter final. If the Dutch come through theirs, then I think it probably Argentina. Mm. More than likely, depending how how it falls. But I think you you'll see the main the main suspects. I don't think you're going to have too many of the um, smaller nations breaking into the last eight. I think this last eight in this World Cup is looking like it's going to be the big nations. It's yeah. it's it's going to boil down to. Um, and if it if it comes down to that, if it comes down to the eight big nations get into the quarterfinals, you're into for four cracking games. Yeah, because there's you wouldn't be putting your hand and heart and putting your house on anyone at the minute. They're all capable of being beaten, and they're all capable of going out and putting three or four runs together. Hmm. So it's wide open at the minute. Well, it'll be like I said. I'll probably start looking at who can play who when we get to the end of the groups, and then I'll kind of pay attention. One A versus two B, and fucking all this. Now I'm not having it. It just sounds like a yeah, listing off a load of pencils. Uh, Trent's getting slated, and he was only on the pitch for how long? It's becoming agenda-driven bullshit. Jono, Jono, this is how the world works now. It's all agenda-driven bullshit. Um, like go online. Everything is a fucking agenda. It's no opinion anymore. It's just throw it out there, and I'll just. Dying on hills, people are dying on hills, um, and I'm picking the hills that they're going to die on, and that's the way it goes. But look, what can you do about it? They'll eventually be right once. Oh, well, just just ignore it. Just ignore it. He came on the pitch. He was absolutely fine, Trent. What's the yeah? Point? He did absolutely. Um, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He wasn't yeah. too adventurous. He was always available for a pass. Yeah. He kept it safe and he kept the ball. That's hmm. what you want. Absolutely fine. Um, before we move on though, um, last night's show we did ask people to put um. Never a pen, I think, was into the comments. Yeah. Um, not a lot of you have done it, so if you're not in the draw. What can you do? But um, I count I count 11 people that qualified. There was two people that um, just said, uh, claiming it was a penalty, so they didn't get in. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Kev, give me a number between 1 and 11, please. Uh, number 8. Number 8. Number eight is Archie Doolan. Archie Doolan wrote never uh, a pen. Good regular in the chat. He's always um, I don't know if he's in there tonight, but what we'll do is uh, we will message Archie um, through his comment on YouTube, and we will ver- we know we have a way of verifying it's you, Archie, and all that stuff. We'll get your details, and as soon as all the winners are picked throughout the week, uh, one of our beanie hats is on the way to you. I just hope you don't live in a really hot country, because I swear to God, you put this hat in your head, yeah, and it's like having your head in an oven. It's lovely and warm. Yeah. But um, fair play, Archie Doolan, um, he wins that one. Archie, um, he might be in the chat. He might be in the chat, even we keep an eye on. Um, but Archie Doolan wins that one. And we'll let you know how to win the next one in a few minutes because we're going to be out of here in a few minutes. Um, so we're going England. You're going. Yeah, so. You're going. I go Holland. I'm going to go America. Um, for those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Looking forward to tomorrow because you mentioned it earlier. Um, I mm. didn't give you an agenda. I should have because you were jumping ahead. Uh, <laughs> but uh, tomorrow, tomorrow is interesting because Group C. 
Um, as it stands, Poland are top with four points, Argentina with three, Saudi Arabia with three, Mexico with one, and still have a chance of going through um, because they drew with Poland. Now, Argentina play Poland. Okay. Yeah. Um, Saudi Arabia play Mexico. And literally everyone has to win. Yeah. Because can Poland... No, a draw would do Poland. A draw would do Poland. Everyone else has to win. Poland would end up on five. Argentina would be on four. Saudi Arabia or Mexico would then um, be looking to go above Argentina with a win. So tomorrow, Group C, Poland v. Argentina, Saudi Arabia v. Mexico. What are you going with? I just want score predictions. Or you score can predictions. Elaborate. Um, Argentina 2-1 win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saudi Arabia beat Mexico 2 0. Ooh. I just think Mexico have been poor. Mm. Um, I don't, I, apart from, um, oh, the, Luzano, um, I think your man at Wolves, Raul Jimenez, has been, he's just not been right for too, for a long, long time now. And, um, but Saudi Arabia, for me, they've looked good. You know, anytime I've watched them, they've looked okay. They've looked fine. Wouldn't be a bit surprised if they get the win. Um, yeah. Argentina, of course, have to win. Um, exactly. Because I think if Argentina draw, put them on four. If Saudi Arabia drew, it will put them on four, but they have a better head-to-head. Exactly. So, Argentina need a win. That'll be a good game because you've got, look, you've got Lewandowski, who's scored his first World Cup goal. Um, Messi, with Messi on the other side. Argentina have to figure out a way of playing that gets the best out of the players that they have and they need to figure out how to play in midfield Enzo Fernandez has to start for me um, no your man, Alvarez has to start the front for, for Argentina yeah that's one Lutaro uh, Martinez has been appalling in this tournament yes yeah and yes. when 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 I get the midfield so if again I'm trying to be solid because Messi wants to go Di Maria wants to go whoever right but when Alvarez comes on, he shows a movement, strength, a bit of an intent to try score. Latara Martinez is just literally hanging around. It's De Maria I sacrifice. I whip De Maria straight out of that side. He shouldn't be anywhere near it anyway. But Enzo Fernandez comes into Oh, Jonathan says it's goal difference, not head to head. I thought it was head to head first and then goal difference. I thought it was as well. It might be goal difference. And if that's the same, then it goes down the head to head. No, no, right. he's probably right. Yeah, he's probably right. But then an Argentina draw would do once Saudi Arabia don't win. But I think Saudi Arabia will win. I think you're definitely going to have, you know, this is one of those groups that you'll have the, the two games switching. It shift each, switch each time, yeah. Between the two, trying to keep up to date with everything. So, but I think if Argentina strengthen the midfield, um, they have enough to beat Poland. Okay. I. The other one, I just don't see Mexico. I thought they were poor coming into the side. They're relying on too many older players that are way past it. I mean, Saudi Arabia looked like at least they're capable of going to win in the, win in the game. Hmm. But anything can happen in that group. Anything can happen. Nothing well, surprises me. I think Poland have been poor. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, they have a 1 0 win, don't they? Is it a 1 0 win I they have against? 
They were two nil against Saudi Arabia, nil nil with Mexico. Oh, sorry, a two nil win against Saudi Arabia and yeah. a nil all with Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Um, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina two one. Uh, Argentina beat Mexico two nil. You know, it's not. It's it's been a choppy kind of a group. You know, and there's no one's really settled into it yet. But I agree with I you. I agree with you on Argentina, though. I agree. I agree with you on Argentina. I I think Argentina edge out Poland two one, and I think Saudi Arabia and Mexico ends up a draw. I'm looking forward to seeing how this one plays. I, I really am because um, I think this this could, if this goes down to the last ten minutes of both games, there's still something on it. You'll see everyone. It'll be interesting to see what the crowd are like in both games. Well, if if it goes like that, if, if Saudi Arabia and Mexico draw, Poland would actually lose and go through. Yeah, they'd actually lose and go through. Um, so come on, pick me two teams to go out of this group tomorrow. You're going Argentina, Saudi Arabia. I think Argentina and Saudi Arabia. Grant, okay, I'm going Argentina, Poland. Even though Poland okay. get beaten. Yeah, uh, Group D to finish up. Um, France, of course, drew after two wins. Yeah. Um, Australia sit on three points. Denmark sit on one point. Tunisia also sit on one point. Um, I think Denmark have enough to beat them, to beat Australia. They do. They just do. You know, they're... Okay. So we're saying, we're presuming France. I think beats... France could make a, a raft of changes, but even the changes they make. Will be a good enough to beat Tunisia. Um, they'll be good enough to get a result, whether it be convincing or not. I don't know, but they have the quality that they have on the bench is as good as anyone. Mm. You know, and the interesting thing out. is, if France make a raft of changes and happen to be beaten by Tunisia, oh, right, and right. Denmark beat Australia, yeah, it will be a straight shootout between Denmark and Tunisia to see who will go through because they both sit on minus one. As a goal difference at the moment. Okay. Okay. So that would mean that Tunisia and Denmark obviously drew with each other. Am I right in saying that's where the points will come from? Uh, yeah. Denmark nil, Tunisia nil, France for yeah. Australia. Yeah, so won. there you go, nil all. Yeah. They both sit on minus one. Okay, yeah. if they were both to win tomorrow, it would be whoever wins by most whoever goals. Whoever wins by most. Yeah. And but having do said that, I don't see that happening. I'm just throwing it out there, right? Just throwing it out there. But It'd be interesting if one of the groups comes down to fair play. Because yeah. wasn't that... Chris Golden says there, it's mad to think Denmark are where many people's dark horses. Uh, they've been meldy. Uh, they have been. They have, yeah. um, they expected better off them to be. I did. I did expect better at Denmark as well. But look, I think France still have too much for Tunisia. Okay, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a case of Denmark have to beat Australia. Um, are you back in Denmark to go with this group? Yeah, yeah I am. Um, yeah. I think they've. I think they have to get a tune out of Cornelius, but their midfield is strong enough. Um, their midfield should carry them through. Christian Eriksen is still mm. Christian Eriksen, mm. so yeah, they should be fine. Um, Australia. Have been have been a decent watch, but I'd be shocked. I genuinely, I'd be absolutely shocked if uh, Denmark go out tomorrow night. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to, so you have, you're going, you're going France. I go with Denmark. France and Denmark, yeah. I'm going, I'm going France, uh, Australia. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I go against you. Just see who, who comes enough. out on top of these predictions tomorrow. Um, look, it, it's, it's starting to heat up now. Groups, two groups are being decided per day and they'll yeah. be decided now tomorrow, which is Wednesday, um, Thursday, Friday. And then I think, do we have a break Saturday? Saturday, uh, no, that's when the um, round of 16 games start. Uh, Do they? Yeah, three o'clock game on Saturday is uh, Holland, USA. And is there many games on Saturday? There can't be. Uh, the group winner of Group C takes on the second place in Group D at seven o'clock. Oh, so they're getting very little. Um... Yeah. England plays Senegal seven o'clock on Sunday. Sunday. So England uh, play tonight and play Sunday. Yeah. But a team that are playing on Wednesday are going to have to play Saturday. Yeah, but I think the turnaround on that is whoever goes through from the England game plays earlier next time. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. Um, it is starting to heat up. And like you said, the, the groups will be decided by Friday. Round of 16 will start Saturday. And they will have a break somewhere at some stage between round of 16, quarterfinals, semifinals. You know the way you usually get a couple yeah, of days yeah, break. Yeah. But I don't think there, it's much. I think it's, only, I think it's only a two-day break. <coughs> Yeah, well, they're trying to get it out of the way, aren't they? Before, yeah, it's a four-week tournament rather than normally it's five. So, yeah, um, yeah. Next week, next Wednesday is the fourth day off. Says yeah. Red Steve, we won't be off, yeah. and we'll be no, doing we'll shows be next Wednesday. Guaranteed. Um, but rest of the week, rest of the week. Um, what? The, it's Tuesday today, isn't it? It's Tuesday today. Wednesday, we've no today at the World Cup tomorrow. Um, we have a watch along tomorrow at seven p.m. Don't know what game it is. What game are you watching tomorrow, Kev? Probably the Argentina Poland one. Perfect. Um, we'll keep an eye on the other one as well. Cool. Um, we're going to do that tomorrow at seven. Tomorrow night at ten is a quiz being hosted by Keith. Don't know what it's about. Don't ask me. Having a fucking clue. Uh Thursday again, there will be watching along at seven, and there will be a draft hosted by Matt on Thursday. And um, just to break up this World Cup stuff, to be honest with you. Um Friday, we should be back with a watch along and a today at the World Cup show. Um, you screamed and kicked for watch alongs. We've given them to you. Um, not enough of you are watching them, so um, go and watch them. Yeah, game. If you listen, if you're coming watch, to watch the game wherever you yeah. watch. Watch the game wherever you want, and then just put fucking YouTube on your phone in your ear and just yeah. sync yourself up with Kev and whoever's watching. And them. Get in the chat and just have a chat with everyone who's involved. And we'll <laughs> all do that as well. It's great. Chris Golden reckons the quiz could be around the songs of Damien Dempsey. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, it could be when it comes to Keith, in fairness, or, um, you know, charts from 10 to 20 in the 1970s and 80s um, from Keith, probably, but um, chart songs. But, no, that's that's the rest of the week with us. And as I said, um, we'll try to give away a couple of our hats as, as we go. Well, uh, Ke- Kennedy's in the chat there. says, so many matches, so little time. Oh, well, that's it. it. You, have, you have to get it done. Get them um, done. We have to get have back Christmas to the football, man. Yeah, and we have to get Christmas up and running and all. Yeah, what did you make of the FA Cup draw? Let's see. Wolves at home. You all right? Wolves at home is a good draw for Liverpool. Um, did City Chelsea. get Chelsea? City got Chelsea, yeah. All right, okay. So there you go. Uh, um, that's that's a turn up for the Bucks. Man that's... United, yeah, Man United got Everton. Yeah. So there's a couple of big ones there. There's oh. a couple of big ones. Um, but look, um, that's the rest of the week from us. Um, I hope you're enjoying the watch-alongs, because I am. 
Um, I hope you're enjoying these shows because we are. Um, like I said, we're throwing in quizzes and, and drafts and stuff like that to have a bit of a laugh as well as we go through the weeks uh, of this World Cup. We're bringing it as much as we possibly can, which is fair enough. Now, if you want to win one of our beanie slash bobbles slash whatever the fuck people call them, um, Kev has them on screen there. Honestly, the quality are unbelievable. Um, and by the way, we are Liverpool.ie. The quality of the T-shirts, I have to say, I got a T-shirt as well, and the quality is unfucking believable on the T-shirts, just to let you know that. Um, he's looking to do more in a little while with regards to T-shirts, but honestly, the quality of them are unreal when it arrived on my house the other day. Um, but we're going to give them away. So, if you're watching now live, when we're finished, go into the comments on this video and type in like and subscribe. That's all you have to type, like and subscribe. If you're watching now, or in the comments, afterwards in the comments, like and subscribe again. We'll just take a list of all the names and we'll pick one out possibly tomorrow. We will do it tomorrow. Yeah, if fine. you're listening, if you're listening on download, okay, you have two options you can find this video and hit like, put like and subscribe in the comments, or you can just send me an email at lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com with the words like and subscribe. You don't even have to write me an email, just put it in the you know the the, the header, whatever you call it, the description of the email, and um, put like and subscribe. So anyone listening on download thinking, oh, I didn't get a chance because I don't watch YouTube, listen. Well, while you're listening to us, go into your email app, type in lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com, and in the description put like and subscribe, and you will also go into the draw. All right. Um, anything else before we go, Kev? No, I'm getting a bit worried about Avo. Avo... He's having one of those moments, I think. No, Avo's having a breakdown because we've given him instructions as to how to enter something. Um, like he's he's an awful time like getting into YouTube, getting into chat rooms, and getting in his front door, I'd say, even with the key in his hand. <laughs> so Avo's that's just a mental breakdown he's having. He will get over it. How are you spelling like and subscribe, Gav? Um well just like that. Just exactly the way you have like and subscribe. So go and do that. You get a chance to win another one of these hats. And um, as I said, when we have the five winners together, we let we Liverpool.ie know. And uh, he'll post them out. Literally, he's at the post office every day. His head must be wrecked coming up to Christmas. But um, fair play to him. The stuff is quality. Right. We're out of here. That has been today at the World Cup. Thanks, everyone, in the chat. Thanks to Kev. Best of luck in the competition. Um, well done to Archie Doolan. Have I got the right name? Archie yes. doing? Yeah, yeah, I think he won. And Archie, we will be in contact ASAP to sort that out for you. That's been it. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.